Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for a review of a movie. Is this the only way that I can get you to see the movie with me? By saying that I would do a review? Man, no, I don't know. Let's talk about that in a second. We're here to talk about Malignant, the new horror movie from James Wan, the man behind... The original Saw movie, Insidious, The Conjuring, Aquaman, and now Malignant. Um, <laughs> wow, this is going to be a review or a loss for words. Uh, my name is Colin, and what is this movie? My name is Jamie, and I'm adopted. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> um, all right, so, <laughs> this movie came out a couple weeks ago. You said immediately you wanted to see it. Two weeks ago, I said, oh, I, I, I'm not sure I'm into that. And you're like, oh, but but I loved Insidious. I loved The Conjuring. It's, it's, they're honestly, like, some of my favorite movies ever. Well, I wouldn't it, say ever. Well, the, the story is just, you know, it's it's... The stories for those movies, they're so creepy in the right way. Oh, all right. So let's let's backtrack for a second here. And let's look at James Wan's filmography, okay? So he breaks through with the first Saw movie. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if he directed all the Saw. He was in, he directed the first one. He co-wrote the first one. I didn't even know that he did that one. Yeah, he's it's been, been in, a long time since I've seen those. He's been involved either as a writer or producer on pretty much all the Saw movies. Mm. Uh, but he only directed the first from what I know. Uh, I never saw any of the Saw movies, but I'm kind of aware of what they are. You know, they have this huge fan base. They definitely are known for the gore aspect of horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he decided that he was going to do something completely different, which was Insidious uh, and then The Conjuring. These two movies that, in a way, are kind of known as saving horror films, modern horror films. Because he said, I'm not going to do these big special effects. I'm not going to do all this gory stuff. I'm not going to make Saw. Uh, I'm not going to make a big special effects movie. Insidious especially, which came first, was known for its subtlety. It is a subtle movie. Yeah. The, the horror is subtle. The, 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 the way it's filmed, it's, it's not about what you see on screen. It's not even about like, dun, like jump scares and all that. It's just something, you see something in the corner of your eye. It's one of those horror movies. Insidious, brilliant horror movie. The Conjuring, I thought, really good horror movie. I'm not, I'm like, I watch horror movies, but I don't really get scared by them. So I kind of see them as pointless. Um, but he was sort of became the king of subtlety in horror films. But but you know what I like about those though is that they actually have 
a story that's entertaining. Like you said, it's not just for scare. I, I like that it actually has a story. Right. But we're, we're not reviewing Insidious of the Conjuring. Oh, no, we're reviewing no, no. Malignant. This is what I'm getting at. The king of subtlety in horror movies. Um, let's not forget, he also has done non-horror things. He did Fast and Furious 7, one of the most absurd action movies I've ever seen, and Aquaman, maybe the most absurd superhero movie I've ever seen. Is that the one where The Rock breaks the, his cast? Yeah, in Fury, Fast 7 or is, Furious 7. Is that 7, what it is? Well, the one where he, he breaks a cast on his arm by flexing his muscles, yes. Um, okay. So, James Wan definitely brought more fast and furious and more aquaman to malignant that he did subtlety this is not a subtle movie is this a spoiler free review or this no? is spoiler free let's just tell people so i don't know how long this is gonna go uh because this movie all is about the spoilers just say that uh, wow this movie is bold it, it is outrageous i i barely know how to describe this i've tried you've asked me several times since we left the theater which was less than an hour ago what did you think about it? like it, it's 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 and, and then it's it's out there it's 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 a movie it's it's something it's balls to the walls like like, like i told you you know um as we were leaving the theater and we were kind of talking about it a little bit I said, you know it kind of reminds me of those old school you know horror movies that are actually meant to be cheesy from like you know the 60s 70s 80s like that type of thing you know like when you watch that movie uh i, I can't remember the year it was made house you remember that movie I don't know. I might have seen it at some point in the past, but with, I don't remember. With like right that now. big creepy monster. Yeah, I know creature. what it is. Yes, that that used to scare the crap out of me. Yeah, well, and, and, and now I watched it back, and and it is the same type of feeling with that cheesiness, and and that's what I'm trying to say. Well, and, and I sort of compared this to Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, in that there is definitely a very creepy, almost grotesque vibe about it. It, it feels more high-class entertainment than your typical horror film. Uh, it's well done. James Wan's an incredible director. Um, but as far as the story goes, same with the original Nightmare on Elm Street, the story itself is nuts. It is completely balls-to-the-walls insane, and that's kind of what this is. I also felt this is very similar to David Cronenberg's The Fly. A lot of David Cronenberg movies. Ben and I covered David Cronenberg's um, movie. Oh, I can't even remember the name of it right now. The one with the, the conjoined twins, um, or the twin brothers. Uh, Jeremy Irons was in it. We covered that for Canada versus Australia month. But a lot of David Cronenberg movies are very similar to this. And people kind of want to have an idea. Like The Fly was what I compared it to. Uh, yeah. Existence is another movie that David Cronenberg made where it's, I kind of see. It's out there. It's, it's balls to the walls. you know. Um, so it, it has that feel to it. But much like those movies, you mentioned like 70s movies. Uh, some that, again, I'm not as familiar with like Wes Craven stuff. The, the Hills Have Eyes or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which isn't Wes Craven, but those 70s, 80s, we're really going to go all out. We are over the top and we know it, uh, but we're also going to be grotesque. We're going to be freaky. It's kind of an homage to those maybe. Um, I, I really felt like in the opening scene of this movie, you get what he's going for. Again, it is not subtle. Yeah. And whereas I feel like if anybody else had directed this movie, it would be, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. But James Wan does it. And he does it in a way where you kind of feel even that opening scene, this is 100% intentional. Everything that is bad about this movie, everything you're going to see that would typically make up a bad horror film. He knew what he was doing. And he's like, I'm going to make a great bad horror film. I I bet you that you being the movie buff that you are, even though you probably, 
Well, I don't know if you really want to own this one or not, but I bet that you would get the biggest kick ever, even more than watching the movie, of actually watching a special feature of him talking about making the movie. Oh, yeah. I I can't wait to hear James Wan break down what his thought process was or what he was on when he made this movie. Because of every horror movie I have seen in, uh, let's just say, my entire adult life, this might be the craziest one I've ever seen. Like, it is so out there. I had no interest in this for the last... I wouldn't say it wasn't predictable, though. Well, okay, we'll get to that. But the last two weeks, we keep saying, okay, let's go see this movie. I'm like, ah, I'm not really in the mood to see that. I don't really feel like somebody is interested in. I've heard a lot about this movie. Uh, There are a lot of people talking about how outrageous this movie is in a good way. Yeah. And... A couple of the reviews I read to you uh, when you were saying, okay, do you want to go see this movie? I was really on the fence until the last minute. But I read to the reviews to you because I said, I- I'm starting to hear that this movie maybe is amusingly bad. Did, did, did you even watch the trailer for it? Or I, I saw just... nothing. I knew oh. nothing about okay, this movie. so you just read the reviews. Yeah. Okay. And the reviews, just looking on Wikipedia, a few of the reviews here, which perfectly sums it up. Uh, Although Malignant isn't particularly scary, director James Wan's Return to Horror contains plenty of gore thrills. And a memorably bonkers twist. Uh, that piques my interest. Another one here. It's hard to say whether a film this bonkers works or not, but it's impossible not to admire both the craft and the extravagant bad taste behind its go-for-broke energy. Uh, another one. It's silly, it's outrageous, and it's a blast. Uh, another one here. Uh, Describe the movie as having WTF energy, uh, but criticize the implausibility of the plot. Too often, it's hard to know whether Juan and company are kidding or not. I completely agree with all those reviews. Like, this might very well be James Wan saying, I want to play a practical joke on the horror buff community. I want to deliver a movie that is going to make even them question their sanity. It's like one of those movies where the story is actually kind of interesting, but then... You know, you imagine like all these people around a table talking about making up the movie and they're coming with ideas with the script and and the story and all that and stuff. And then all of a sudden you have these people that pipe up and like, hey, but how are we going to explain that that happened? And he just slaps his hand on the table. He's like, I don't give a ass. It's just going to happen the way it's happened. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of like, don't, don't expect to watch this movie and make any sense out of it. It is not nonsensical, you know? But but it's not really done in like one of those ways where it's it's it doesn't make sense it like you have to watch it five times to get it like how you how some movies are you know like like what what movie did you save for that tinker to- taylor soldier spy oh yeah like tinker taylor soldier spy like you have to watch it like 10 times you said to get it Yeah, like well you will get the movie the first time you see it but you're only gonna vaguely gonna get it you know uh, you, you the more you watch tinker taylor soldier spy the more you get it i don't know if anybody uh, the easiest way to describe it is you can completely get Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but I don't think anybody gets through the first 20 minutes of that movie and is like, oh, I'm looking for something to watch. Let me watch the first 20 minutes to see if it piques my interest. You tested me on that. I said, nobody is going to get this movie. And this isn't the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy review. That'll be for another day. But nobody's going to get this movie after 20 minutes. And I showed it to you. And you're like, well, what do you think? I'm stupid. I'm like, it's not about smarts. A person can figure out what this movie is. It's just, it is weird. And I showed you the first 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, do you get what's going on? And you're like, yeah. yeah you describe the plot. I'm like, all right, you want to watch more? No, that's okay. Uh, you're missing out. Maybe the greatest spy movie ever made. But still, uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, great comparison malignant it is the spy movie version of malignant they're like we are just going to do something so out there uh that that the audience will be questioning their sanity but they're probably gonna be loving it uh, a couple of things i wanted to touch on 
The first review I read there was this is not particularly scary. 100% agree with that. There isn't one yeah. moment of this movie that, that made me scared, made me feel creeped out. Yeah. Not even, there are some jump scares in this movie. Not even one moment where I'm like, <gasps> like nothing like that. You just watch it and you're like, wow, this is weird. It's, like this it, is gross. It's grotesque. It is weird, but it is not scary in any way. Well, it's not supposed to be menacing like let's say like the ring but i think it it, like here's the thing i i think that's where the movie misses a little bit because it is at times what you expect from and again i haven't seen saw i think i think he's kind of merging his two styles right the more over the top stuff which would be saw fast and furious aquaman and then his very subtle you know uh, traditional horror like insidious and the conjuring um there are moments in this movie where I felt like, oh, he's he's making this the way he would make an insidious movie. He's making this the way he would make The Conjuring. Or maybe he was just high on mushrooms. I I have no idea what's going on. Again, we need to hear the commentary to hear what's going on in this man's head. But <laughs> but but this movie, we both laughed out loud, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's it's one of these horror movies that will be enjoyable to watch if you don't have to watch it yourself. If you watch this movie yourself, you're probably still going to be like, what was that? But you're not going to get the same enjoyment out of it. That's not to say, though, it is a bad horror movie. It is a good bad horror movie. Like, we did, um, what did we end up calling it? Good in quotations. Good horror sequel month. Mm. I feel like this would fit in very much with some of those movies reviewed. You know, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. You haven't seen that before. We're going to watch it the next month. Uh, but you'll kind of get it when you see Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. This is like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. It is like, wow, they really are doing something. <laughs> they, they they have a point to this, but they are not being subtle. They, they are not shy. <laughs> it is it is what it is. Uh, but the scares simply don't work in this movie. I also feel like there is a big twist, which we're not going to give away. We'll talk a little bit about it. Um, but, but until you get there it does start to feel like a little bit of a chore. Like, I feel like they took too long to get there. They they, they could have spent, uh, maybe shortened the movie or sped up the whole story building without giving away the twist because after a while, it does start to feel like, okay, I've seen this, been there, done that. I don't know if you felt the same way. Mm, no, but I, I, I kind of felt like I, I knew what was coming and I wasn't really particularly surprised by anything. That's not to say that it was bad that I wasn't surprised. It's just I, I figured it all out. Okay, let's talk about that twist then, because I don't want to be one of these people who's like, oh, I saw that coming. Like, I, I, the th- Are you calling me one of those people? I'm not, I'm not even talking about you. <laughs> of course, that's what people need to know about Jamie, is that she assumes everybody's talking about her. But, uh, <laughs> but The Sixth Sense is a perfect example. I mean, how many people have been like, oh, I totally saw the twist of The Sixth Sense coming? No, Maybe I you didn't. did, but it's something that people just brag on. I'm not bragging myself. I'm, I'm simply saying, with this movie... I'll, I'll explain once we're done recording how I figured it out, but about five minutes before the big twist is revealed, I had pieced it together in my head. Now, prior to that, very early in the movie, I started to think, uh, maybe this is what it is. That's also helped by the fact, I think, that I heard so much about, no, nothing was spoiled for this movie for me, but I heard so much about, oh, the twist is just like, whoa, where's that? So I'm not in my brain thinking about what's logical. In my brain, I was attempting to think what would be so insane yeah. And there is a point in the movie where the, the everything started to connect in my head and I sort of got it. Okay, this is where they're going. So I wasn't particularly surprised by the twist, but that doesn't mean you don't enjoy it. When the, when the twist is revealed, it's one of these things where you're like, what? Like, even if you're expecting it, it's still a what? You know, can you give me a what? 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 
Do you think, though, again, without revealing any spoilers, do you think that with you now watching the movie all the way through and knowing everything that you know, that it would still be a movie that you would want to watch again? No! (laughs) No! (laughs) Do you think that you would get more enjoyment knowing how everything turns out? No! I don't! Uh, I'm sure... What? I'm sure there are people who just love this who would want to like that's kind of the horror thing you know you just want to watch a movie over and over again there are horror movies i'm not like a huge horror fan but there are horror movies that i have no problem watching over and over again even though they are garbage you know um i i, I wouldn't call them complete garbage but i'm a big fan of the strangers right both the original strangers and the strangers pray at night that we reviewed earlier this year is that the one that you showed me with the people with the f- masks? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And Rossi and I just okay. reviewed that one a couple months ago. Um, people are going to say, well, that movie's stupid. There are people who say that movie's stupid. Yeah. I get tons of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. I don't feel the need to watch Malignant again. I've seen it once. I would love to watch some of the YouTube clips again just to get that, what? You know, But it's not something that I feel compelled. I think that's where my, my review is not going to be a buy on this. I'll just say that. Uh, but, but I... Uh, this is this is what I'm talking about. I, I, how do you even form a sentence when you watch this movie? Like, you can't describe it. Even when we were trying to discuss this on the way home, this isn't even a thing about leaving out the spoilers. I, I honestly didn't know what to say. It was it was legitimately about five minutes of me going like, it was... It, 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 I, I, they did that thing and... It, like, you, Ellie, oh not... Ellie, oh, Raspberry. Uh, <laughs> Wayne's World recaps. Maybe coming soon. But, uh, yeah, it's just... it. it you, you see it? You get it. You appreciate certain things about it. I don't feel the need to watch it again. Why do you feel like, oh, this is something I would totally watch again? Because you really like The Conjuring. You'll watch The Conjuring, Annabelle, Insidious movies over and over again. I've seen them once and I'm okay with that. I'll answer your question, but I just have to say one more thing about Wayne's You're, World. Oh, I thought you were just going to say the reason you watch The Conjuring and Insidious movies because of Patrick Wilson. Oh, he's, he's hot. No. <laughs> But one of my favorite quotes ever, it sucks as it cuts. Yeah. Well, this movie sucks as it cuts. Um, it's it <laughs> does, it's, it's true because this movie, it does suck. And anyway, <laughs> this movie, I know that we're going to talk about it a little bit more later for like, would you buy it or Bennett? But you mentioned, so I'll, I'll just mention it. I would actually buy this movie <laughs> because it would be a movie that I would fully be able to sit because some movies you can't just sit in the dark and watch especially if you're by yourself or whatever because you'll be like you'll you'll like pee your pants you'll be so scared and stuff I still remember being a teenager and nobody was home except for me and I remember uh I was actually just sitting on the floor watching tv because I was a teenager and I was way too cool for the couch so sitting on the floor even though nobody else was home and that's what makes a cool teenager sitting on the floor that's right (laughs) anyway so I was watching the ring by myself in the dark and I still remember like how much regret I had after watching that was the first time I ever watched it and I was so so scared I, I was so scared of the tv like I was so scared of everything this movie I would be fine if nobody else was home and I was legit just sitting in the dark with like some popcorn and I'd be like howling with laughter just like yes 
And, and I get that the, there's people who would appreciate this movie like that. I, again, I have nothing against this it's, movie. It's I'll, like 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 Bride of Chucky, like where which it, I hate. Where there's like the goriness and the it, like. It's not the same. This is not a funny it, movie. It's, no, but it's not the same type of feel like that movie. But I'm saying like I wouldn't be scared. Like if you really have to understand David Cronenberg's movies to get why I compare this to David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg though is definitely a lot classier in his absurdity and gore uh dead ringers that was the one we reviewed which is really one of the least horror like films of david cronenberg's career but it 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 definitely has that element to it i'll show you some david cronenberg movies i think you might appreciate those if you really like this but um it's interesting i kind of want to do a horror month with you because you talked about the ring and i have the exact opposite reaction i remember seeing that in the theater and it's very similar to this movie I appreciate what Gore Verbinski as a director did. I walked out of the ring and thought, that movie sucked so hard, but I love the director, Gore Verbinski, who went on after that to do Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, uh, I, did, I didn't even know that. that was yeah, the same but, but I saw that movie. I'm like, there's something about Gore Verbinski's style where I'm behind this guy. Like, I will check out the next thing he does, which just happened to be Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, but... I saw The Ring and I thought it was the stupidest movie I've ever okay, seen. You're a movie buff, so you'll be able to pull this out of a hat. I know that you will. Okay. I got what you're talking about this and stuff like that, that we had the opposite reaction. But what year did that movie come out? What? The Ring? Yes. 2002. See, you didn't even have to think about that. No. It's so weird. I st- how, how old were you? 2002. See, I have a harder time remembering my age at the time. Um, 21? Oh, now people know what year you're born. Well, it doesn't matter to me. Anyway, so you were 21. I was, how old would I have been? I can't even do math right now. 14? Yeah. So I was like this, like, little teenager. Well, I wasn't little. I was fat, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) But but anyways, so we had different reactions watching this because, like, I, I... it has nothing to do with age. No, I think honestly... It doesn't. I'll tell you if why. I, if, I, if I was 21 watching it, I don't think I would felt like I wanted to crap my pants. I'll tell you why. The Exorcist, which is considered the scariest movie ever made, and I will say that movie, it's definitely creepy. I watched The Exorcist probably at the same age you were talking about. Maybe younger. I might have been even 13 when I saw The Exorcist. Didn't scare me. Like, it's just, I don't get scared, but I can count on one hand the amount of horror movies I've seen where I even got a little bit of a discomfort from them, where I'm like, ooh, uh, you know, maybe I should turn the lights on. Like, it, It's just, I don't have that response to movies. The Ring, in particular, let's watch that movie, because there are a couple parts in The Ring where I, I laughed out loud <laughs> seeing it. Maybe you're just a psychopath. Maybe I am. Yeah, that's just... Um, <laughs> but Malignant here, very similar to The Ring... I really appreciate what James Wan did with this movie. Like, as much as I say I have no interest to watch this movie again, the movie does suck. I appreciate that it sucks because he knew what he was doing. He said, I'm going to make the greatest bad horror film ever made. I believe that was his intention. Uh, And to make something that nobody had seen before and to do things in this movie where he didn't care. The audience was probably going to laugh, but they were going to laugh and be like, wow, I, I, I get that. I appreciate that. I appreciate your boldness James Wan but but this movie though like it's not really it's you know it's funny that like like I said you know when I was trying to talk to you about this and I said is this classified as a horror movie because you kind of get confused because it's not really 
you know, yeah, it's gory and stuff like that. And I'm not going to do any spoilers, but it's not really like a dark evil movie. Like it's not. It, it is. It's it's a it's 100 percent a horror no, 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 movie. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, but listen, like recently I watched on Netflix. You've never seen it, but it was a remake of Evil Dead, and I've watched the originals. And I've watched this one now, the remake, and I can tell you, like, it, it, it was actually, like, a, a good movie, but, like, I'm telling you, like, that's probably the most, like, dark, evil, demonic type of horror movie I've seen in a really long time, this Evil Dead remake. There's there's another good example. I, I've only ever seen the first Evil Dead movie. Well, I saw Army of Darkness, which, again, I'm one of those people who just thinks that movie's stupid. I don't it's get it. It's Again, I get what the movie is. They're doing a parody of the original. It's not even connected to the original. It's just we're going to do the most bizarre sequel anybody could dream up. But I saw the original Evil Dead. This is similar to Evil Dead, if you're looking for style of movies. you know, uh, One that Joss Whedon did that was very similar. I don't think we're allowed to say Joss, Joss Whedon anymore. Huh? <laughs> we're going to get canceled just for mentioning his name. Why? But <laughs> okay, I'll... Just Google him, okay? okay, okay. Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> But is, just, is, is somebody going to listen to this like 20 years from now? They're going to listen to this podcast episode and be like, what the heck's Google? That's like, and then somebody will have to translate and be like, it's not Google anymore. It's like Matrix X. There is there is, there is no future I can think of where the most unusual thing they're going to do listening to a review on Malignant, anything on our review is going to be as bizarre as what they're going to watch in this movie. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I'll say. But Joss Whedon made a movie called Cabin in the Woods, which was sort of, you know, a throwback to Evil Dead. Mm. Um, and that movie also kind of has an ending where you're like, okay, this was not what I was expecting. Uh, I appreciate your boldness. Uh, but yeah, so th- there are a lot of movies I could think of like this, but this one might trump them all as far as like the way everything's handled. Some other things I'm just going to complain about in this movie without giving spoilers away. There are things that don't make sense at all. We talked about that. We were yeah. laughing about it. Yeah. They don't care. We're not going to explain half the things in this movie. Maybe they want to leave it open for <laughs> sequels. Perfect example of, you know, Maybe you, you you don't want to go out of your way to say, we're going to make a sequel. You don't want to plan for, I hate the whole sequel baiting yeah. that's happened in Hollywood. Yeah. Last year, Ben and I reviewed uh, the movie The Old Guard, which I think you watched with me, Charlize yeah, Theron. Yeah. A bunch of uh, Highlander spy films, kind of. But uh, what we hated about that movie was that the entire movie was just a setup for a sequel. Yeah. Like They're like, oh, we're going to make a movie that's just teasing, hey, we got more movies to come. I'm not saying you need to like, do that, like just but make like a complete movie. And then if it's good enough, just be smart enough and creative enough to get something better for the next time. Okay. Well, that's kind of where I'm going. Cause an example where I think you eventually do sequels and you could tell they clearly had no idea sequels coming. Taken is the one that people often think a Liam Neeson movie taken. The first taken exists. The second taken, you're like, they clearly ran out of ideas after 90 minutes in the first movie. You know, they're struggling. Insidious is the other example because the first Insidious movie, I really appreciate that. I think that's one of the best horror films I've seen. I thought everything about that movie is great. Yeah. The second Insidious movie, you can tell within five minutes, like we had no ideas. We we, we are just, just wanted to put something. We're out. putting out another movie. <laughs> we're, we're there. There is no point to this whatsoever. Completely unnecessary. This movie, I feel like maybe one of the reasons they didn't explain a lot was because like ah. Eh, you know, if this does well enough as Insidious, we're not going to turn down the money of a sequel, even though we don't have an idea in our head. Let's at least leave that open. Uh, some other things, I like the acting in this movie, even though the acting is very clearly bad. Like, the <laughs> opening scene, this is my point. This is what I'm going for. The opening scene, it is basically, ah, you know, it's like mad scientist, like Frankenstein. Uh, but 
the actors are definitely better than this. Like they are being directed to give some of those over the top performances. Like this movie, I believe, is almost intended as a parody in some ways of horror films without going for that comical Evil Dead tone. Um, one thing that really makes no sense: the cop in this movie. What was the weird thing about how all these female characters just keep checking him out? It doesn't go anywhere in the movie. No. He doesn't respond to it. It's not one of these no. things where it's part of his character. Yeah. It's just a weird thing they tack on there. Yeah, it is very strange, isn't it? They have a character that, oh, they have this mysterious background. Oh, what's the, it's all setting up a twist. But then it still explains nothing about the movie. You know, they, they basically say, we're going to give you the background of how this all started. But then we're going to leave out the most important part in the middle. Again, maybe just setting up a sequel. Um, the ending of this movie makes no sense at all, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but that's okay. There, there's a lot of holes in it. But again, like I said, it's people around a table, and they're like, how are we going to explain this? And he's like, I don't give a crap. Yeah, we're not explaining it. <laughs> don't you understand movies? Okay, you know what? It's I, I had the rock shatter a cast by flexing his muscles. I don't need explanations. I know that you're like you know, eight years older than me, but it really made me feel so good and so warm inside to see, like I said, it's my favorite part of the whole movie. It doesn't spoil anything to say this, but then when they're like watching VHS tapes and they're like putting the VHS in, it's like, it's like, what, what is, what is, that was the last thing I was going to say. So we continue what what you're saying. What's, what's that thing that, um, people do where they, they listen to people like chewing it's is it MSR. What are you talking about? Where, where, where no, where they have is the, this like people who have fe- like a foot fetish? No, I no, like to listen to people no, chew. No, it's supposed to be chew like, in my ear, baby. No, what? It's, it's like it's not like a fetish like that. It's like really relaxing. I'll, uh, Wait, <laughs> people chew like hard candies and, they, it, and they eat food and okay, stuff. Okay, so so like when you have those apps on your phone that help you sleep, the ambient noise. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have the sounds of nature. Uh, I'm going to have the sound of rainfall. I want the sound of people chewing hard candies to put me to sleep. No, it's it's really a real thing. Like, with, <laughs> with, What you're proposing right now is absurd as what we just watched and malignant. <laughs> no, it's a real thing. And I, I thought it was called like MSR or something. I'm, try, I'm trying to look it up. Or, or AMSR or something. But um, with that, it's like people chewing and... Oh, you know, I'm not going to remember now. You just made this up. No. You are James wanting this. You're like, I'm going to create the most absurd thing that I can potentially think of. And I don't care that there's no explanation. Okay. Anyways. So it's, <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. ASMR. See? That's that's a real thing. These people who see they're eating stuff and people like to listen to them. But, but, okay, and everything. And it's supposed to be really people- relaxing. No, but but listen to me. Okay, who wants the sound of chewing to relax? You'd be amazed. A lot of people find find this ASMR really relaxing. It's true. Okay, so anyways, that's that's audio. But what what my point was, I'm gonna go back to it. Is when I'm watching them put tapes in the VCR and then like the VCR starting on the t- like to play the movie on the TV and stuff like that that they're watching. It's like, I get like this happy feeling inside where it's like, <sighs> you want to watch the ring tonight, don't you? No, I'm just saying hey. like, it brings back so many good memories of VHS. And there's so many kids today that don't even know what VHS is. You, you know what? This is completely <laughs> off. This is completely it's, off it's topic. Like, but... It's like with cell phones and how you used to have to press like nine buttons to put one letter. And <laughs> Like, if I still had to do that, I wouldn't want to do it all the time. But it would make me feel very happy to do it at least a couple times and be like, ha, 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 
You just set a goal in your mind. You want to say something on this podcast. You want to bring up a topic that's more absurd than malignant. So you you accomplish your goal. You thought I was making it up. It's real. I I just want to say we have to cover the new version of The Ring uh, only because that movie. Is there a new one? Yeah, it filmed here in Winnipeg. Don't you remember? We work oh, at the same place. The, yeah. the, this is, I can't believe you forgot this. We work at the same place, but when you were like yeah. six, seven months pregnant with, with the twins, which is when they were filming this, and you called my desk phone one day, and you're like, hey, you know, I know we're not, we're not usually doing stuff like this, but I thought you might find this interesting. I just had a person from the production company from the movie The Ring Call, and they need some type of props, and they decided to call us. I won't give away why they called us or what it's for, but you're like, is there anything you can dig up? And I had emailed this this producer or whatever back and forth several times and i had actually come up with what they're looking for but then by the time i replied back they said oh that's fantastic unfortunately we just filmed the scene two hours ago this is way better than what we had though so i appreciate it anyway so like now i gotta watch the movie to see how the prop that i came up with is somehow worse but uh maybe a podcast for another time but anyways malignant <laughs> getting sidetracked here on chewing relaxation sounds it's and real i'm sure it is real jamie um so the movie's timeline here, again, things that make no sense in this movie, like I won't give away too many spoilers, but there are a lot of VHSs. Um, there are also clearly USB drives that contain the same information. And yet there is a yeah. character who has to go dig up these VHS tapes from some cellar in the middle of nowhere with spiders and rats and all that. Why are they digging up? The, the USB sticks exist. They have digitized this. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm not spoiling anything by saying this, but the VHS tapes and stuff like that that you're talking about where they're all like VHS, that was at a different part of the movie. But the first part with the USB, that was actually found in the lady's office at home. Which means they digitized it, but they go back to the place where these videos originated from so and it's all VHS left, still? Maybe they just left the original copies there. <laughs> For what reason? I don't know. Uh, but anyways, there's there's a it lot of stupid things. It would have made me feel a lot happier, though, to see at least one floppy disk. Come on. All right. Well, that's relaxation for you. I don't know. Uh, but all right. So let's let's just get to it here. Uh, Malignant. <laughs> it's a movie. Uh, are you going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? I would buy it to, that's to so, laugh. Wow. I, all right. So I'm not. Here's the thing. I want to bin this movie. Because it is bad. It is intentionally bad, though, which is why I'm struggling. I'm going to give this a rent only because I feel like if you watch this movie and you hate it, you probably still want to tell people, you got to see this movie. Like, this is one of these things where I hate this movie. I'm not saying I personally hate it, but somebody might say, I hate this movie, but you got to see this. This is one of these, you got to see this just to see a person's going to walk out of it. They're either going to love it. They're either going to hate it or they're going to be me where they're like, I appreciate it, but I don't care one way or the other. But it is definitely a must-see movie, so I'm going to go with a rent. You know what, though? I'm going to be honest with you about something. And I know you're going to laugh at me, and you better not laugh at me. I will show you proof from my transcripts with high school. But English was... was. (laughs) No way! This is perfect! You're going to prove to me that English was your best subject. You can't even pronounce the sentence you're trying to defend yourself with on your your knowledge of the English language. 
my brain is thinking one thing and my mouth's trying to say something else. It happens all the time. I'm pretty sure that's part of English. No, it's just... In fact, that's the entire purpose of English is to form words into sentences. I think it's because I'm broken. (laughs) No, listen. Okay, so anyways, I understand... I know you laugh at me so hard when I say this. I understand a lot of big words. I really do. I'm not stupid. I'm smart. I didn't say you were. English was my best subject, but I had to look at Malignant because I'm like, I don't know what it is. Well, I'll, yeah. So the official definition, it says, can you read that? No. I'm, I'm kind of crying from talking. I can't. I need to wipe my eyes. What does that say? The the definition here. Tending to produce death or deterioration, malignant malaria, especially tending to infiltrate, metastasize, and terminate fatally a malignant tumor. Evil in nature, influence or effect, injurious, a powerful and malignant influence. You knew all those words. You just couldn't pronounce it. Stop. That's called. My brain was thinking certain words and then my mouth was trying to say other words it happens to me all the time yeah okay i can yeah it. i'm very smart i know you are i, I can show you my transcripts i <laughs> it really was my best subject I, clearly they didn't have oral presentations in english class in years school jim was literally my worst <laughs> my worst ever all right uh that's malignant there is nothing we could say even if we talk about spoilers, that's going to really set up this movie for people who haven't seen it yet. So I'll just say, you might hate this movie, but you still got to see it. And, and I don't think that, honestly, that there's much more that we could say that you didn't kind of cover with the reviews in the first place. Because they kind of hit the nail on the head with those. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Read the reviews and it might be like me. It'll just compel you to watch this. Um, I don't know what else we got coming up soon. We, we got... Obviously, the regular stuff, Breaking Bad and 24 recaps. Uh, ben recently did a review, a solo review, first solo review anybody's had since I think I did the Oscar reviews uh, at the beginning of the year uh, for Schumacher, the um, Formula One driver, I think he is. Um, some guy that Ben likes. <laughs> There's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, and, I know Ben likes guys. <laughs> well, you clearly haven't talked to him much. <laughs> but uh, we're hoping to do a Shang-Chi review. Uh I saw this movie. You didn't. I'm waiting on Ben. He keeps forgetting the movie exists. I got some opinions on that as well. I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. But, Maybe he's uh, busy with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. Uh, anyways, there's more exciting stuff to come. Uh, obviously, some more reviews that are going to be coming out. Venom comes out next week. I told you I hated the first Venom movie. Uh, I will see this movie in a second, though. For what reason, Jamie? Um, yeah. Woody Harrelson is playing Carnage. Oh, is that him that's in it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Every single time I brought this movie up, which has been almost daily that- for the last few weeks, I've said, you know why we're going to see Venom? Because Woody Harrelson's in it. Is that why we watched Zombieland for him? I mean, that's why I watched it, I guess. Okay. I watch anything for Woody Harrelson, so we're going to see it. Okay. All right. And another fun stuff will be coming before the end of the year. Thank you for joining us. My name is Colin, and what? And thank you for joining us. And I am smart, and English is my best subject. And I come up with cool words all the time, like Kong Tong. But yet you couldn't remember to say your name, which is the entire purpose of the closing. My name is Jamie, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts.
Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.